Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Hello. And we just discussed, we got a, there's wild news. Yeah, yeah. Wild stuff. Oh, my God. I guess we should talk about what we were just talking about. Uh, (laughs) I think in the history of video games, a game unreleased itself. So, okay, I didn't talk about this on the podcast because I thought mm-hmm. it was so not worth talking about. Right. And it was Amazon released their like weird third person shooter MOBA Crucible to like no yes. fanfare with like really no advertising or anything. And then like even the first week it was out, which this is like two months ago or something at this point, I think it uh, just was nothing. It was like doing no numbers on Steam and it was just not fun. And my brother convinced me and a couple of our (laughs) friends to try it. And so I downloaded it and we got in and like, I thought it was broken at multiple points just while it was launching. So like, you know how most games will have like uh, all games will have like a loading screen and it looks like a a finished product. Not Mm -hmm. this game. It, It would be like, if you were staring at the code and it just has like loading in the corner, like in just like a command prompt font and shit. And then it's like, that would disappear and it would just be a black screen. And you're like, is it loading? Like, is it working? (laughs) So you wait for long enough and then finally you're in the match and my computer. So the one thing I can say about it is that like, it had really high system requirements for no reason. So like my computer couldn't run it properly. Mm, and it kept good, telling good. me that it was like dropping packets and stuff. But other than that, when it was working, it was not fun. Right. And it's like hard to tell what was going on. Like the map sucked. Uh, just like the way everything worked sucks. But yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's just like a weird third person MOBA. You pick a character, shoot and have special abilities. And then you like try to capture points. And there's like weird random enemies that you can fight, like the creeps and most MOBAs. And it's just like, it was not fun. And I think everyone uninstalled it right after we finished playing it. Right. And here we are. And now it's It's, unreleased itself. And it's back in beta. Like this was supposed to be their big like push on a game because Amazon owns multiple studios and like they hadn't done anything really. Uh, No, they, I mean... that's what makes it so weird is it it seemed like it should have been a big deal this year but like it just kind of like came out and was a wet fart and now it's disappeared my favorite part about it is that my brother would only refer to it as amazon's the crucible okay yep (laughs) and boy that made me laugh every time because <laughs> so stupid but yeah it was very not fun and as a joke for a long time he would say hey you guys want to play the crucible I'm like no thanks <laughs> i'm good wow it had a 55 metacritic score yeah it sucked ass it yeah, like it was that's... very bad and like I-, I don't know man especially because like a lot of games that have come out recently like valorant I mean, even like before that, like Overwatch, like a lot of games like that that are meant to be super popular, like free to play games, they have low system requirements. Right. Whereas this for sure did not like the minimum specs were exactly what my computer is. And that should have been able to run that no problem. But they added in all these like wild water effects and all kinds of other crazy shit. And I, yeah, boy. And it just like it had no real charm or personality of its own. Like it just didn't feel cohesive in any way or anything. What a fucking what a weird what a weird thing. Yeah. It just uh, (laughs) this year just continues to be bizarre. I don't know. Unreleased. It went back to beta. I read in the article I just read, it said they had to go back to the drawing board. And I was like, yeah, um, no shit. No yeah. shit. Because what the fuck? <laughs> By the sounds of it, they should have went into a beta. Tried, tried it out. Gotten some information back from, you know, the players. Uh, and then maybe delayed. Because this I... just seems really weird yeah it man in other news fortnite is out of beta so the but the this 
original Fortnite, right? Like not Battle Royale Fortnite. Like yes, this is the Save the World beta. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Scott uh, how he feels about this because he used to play that mode all the time. Um, well, now we can officially put it on his uh, top ten list. <laughs> he could i'll let him i'll let him know <laughs> Say, hey you, you got this you've already played enough i think it's fine because yes. i like as far as i knew they were really like a third world country compared to the battle royale mode like it was not receiving updates at a regular clip for a long time and like it didn't seem like they were adding much content uh yeah and it was also supposed to remember it was supposed to be free to play when it officially re- released but they uh, changed that and decided to let it be a premium hmm. uh, thing. So I don't know how much it costs, but yeah, you have to pay pay to play it, which is fine, I guess. It was so. like 30 bucks when right. you would pay for it before. So I assume they just kept it the same, which seems kind of ridiculous to me because like you're you're the part that's free is the one that everybody like actually gives a shit about. Uh, yeah, but then I assume if you're playing that, you might be just getting people who, like, actually are committed to it, so. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I don't know how many people would be playing it now. I assume people have already had their their fun of the Save the World stuff, so. Unless they keep adding to it, I, did, I don't know, man. Uh, they, that's one of the things, now that it's out of beta, they, they, it sounds like they're not gonna support it as much oh good good so because they're already supporting it so much i mean it makes sense yes yeah well i mean like it's hard to complain about that when like clearly everybody wants the battle royale support well yeah but like that's not what your fucking game was you know Uh, they they pivoted yeah yeah, it was quite an extreme pivot they pivoted and they're following the fans. You can't complain about that. I, I can't, but it also like, hey, you had no plans on making your game this thing. And then something came out that was popular and you're like, we could do that. I don't know. I, I Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. The it, thing you developed for seven years and you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but like we'll finish this mode in like 25 minutes. That's fine. Like, OK, yeah. That's the when is uh, the battle royale going to come out of beta? That's the real question. Didn't it not? Didn't it already? I don't think so. I think, I think it it's... did. Really? I thought it's still beta. Mm. I I guess technically it is. I I remember it not seeing. See, like, as far as I understand, they keep it as beta because then it's easier to, to like, update on the consoles. Mm. They don't have to go through as many, like, uh, holes or, like, or hoops or whatever to um, to get things updated. Because it's in beta, they can update it more often. So mm, Perfect. Yeah, the, I, I think that's why they technically keep it in beta, although it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Because it's already a live game that's been out for years and years. So. Yes. 2017, I think. Yeah. Just Fortnite is another just just weird, just really weird game. But five years ago, I don't think anybody would have expected it to be the biggest game in the world. So Yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, Ooplets is... Uh, coming out early access july 15th i know i'm pretty excited about this um i feel like we've been talking about ooblets a lot the last mm, year year or so yeah i hope that it comes out and i enjoy it quite a bit and that they do well with it because boy they really had a rough time when they announced that they were partnering with epic on that so do you think a lot of the people that threw temper tantrums even remember the name of the game no i don't (laughs) <laughs> no i don't uh i do you think you're gonna get it yeah, day I'm... one or are you gonna wait till it's uh, a little more official no i'll probably get it day one just because it'll probably be one of those things that just works because it doesn't really have any online components or anything so right it's just kind of one of those cases where like i i always worry with early access that you like you'll play it you'll like it but then you won't be able to finish it yeah, I this game also I don't know that it's like a, a thing you really finish either. Yeah, so. yeah, so it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Hades. I like 
one of the reasons why I haven't jumped into it is because like I just don't want to get to a point and be like, I could keep going on this run, but I literally cannot because the there's just nothing else programmed. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, just uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because I know you've been very excited about it, and I, it's definitely been something we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah, that one was weird too because like they had shown that game in a bunch of like event things this summer mm-hmm. and then they just like put out the release date in a tweet which i thought was strange yeah but, um yeah. It, all good news is it's coming to pc and xbox one so yes have your options where you want to play it mm-hmm. uh and do you want to talk about do you want to talk about like bittersweet news or do you want to talk about just like really sad news <sighs> I t- okay i I have to talk about Evo because like I okay. Okay. this shit is wild. Okay. So there will be no Evo this year now, which already was weird enough because it was going to be online. Um, yes. The te- I think Mr. Wizard's technically the CEO, right? Uh, he was like the president or whatever. Yeah, because they made Evo a company brand within the past few right. years or whatever. Because like Mark Cause, like, people... works for Evo and yeah. Yeah, because like the people who own Evo or whatever, they like they're like riot. I thought it was like the Cannon Brothers. Well, I mean, they work uh, at Riot, but well, that's what I mean. Yeah, they work yeah, at Riot. Yeah. So yeah, and it's it's just one of those things where like there have been a lot of like weird sexual allegations recently, and th- I <laughs> did you read these? I saw he was like back when it wasn't even Evo. It was back when it was just like. I don't even remember. So he, it it, they, they used to go to Southern Hills Golf Land. Oh yes, in that's what, yes. Southern California, which is where like most super prominent fighting game players from the West Coast went. Like that's where Alex Valle was. That's where Eris was. That's where James Chen was. That's where Mike Ross right. was. Like all these people who are really great. Eris used to work there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as an employee and so mr wizard this joey queller i believe his real name is he uh yes <laughs> oh my god like... this is the the fucking thing is crazy so the guy yeah. who came out and said the thing was that he was 17 at the time and he was he's asian and so somehow they started talking about how he had an average sized dick and Mr. Wizard was like, no, I don't believe it. Like, you got to show me. And then he bet him 20 bucks that mm-hmm. he had an average sized dick. And he was like, yeah, but you got to show me in person. And so the dude brought a bunch of porn to Southern Hills Golfland and started jerking it in the stall and then called him in to measure it with a ruler for $20. And it's like, okay, that's insane on both. Uh The kid was 17, so he's underage. Yeah, which is Joey Queller was like early 20s. Yeah, and so like that that's wild on its own. The thing that I think really blew up was that he also would because he I think he owned part of Southern Hills golf land or something. He would give kids like $40 worth of tokens to like get naked and jump in a pool out back. I don't know if they got naked, but definitely take their shirt off. Uh, a lot of the things said that they would get naked. Okay. Okay. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so and, that, but that's like, a lot worse. And they were also like between the ages of like 13 and 17. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. And yeah. so the reason I, I can't remember the guy's name who did this, his name is Mikey something, but he, uh, I think his screen name is Crack Prawn, which like whatever. Uh, he realized that all of this was really weird one day when they were talking about stuff in Viscount. Sorry, Vissant, however the fuck he wants you to say his name, uh, said, oh, so like you got paid $20 to give Joey a night of jerk off material. And he was like, what do you mean? And he didn't realize that Joey was gay. So that made it all weirder because he was only paying like young boys to do this stuff. Right. And it just like, what the fuck is going on, man? What? Yeah. What? 
So then, like, what happened is, like, all this kind of news got out there. So then, like, the first one I saw to kind of, the first company that I saw that back out was uh, Mortal Kombat. They were like, yeah, we don't want to be a part of Evo anymore, which is a big deal because for the online, they were kind of like the game for the for like this online Evo this year. Uh, but then after that, pretty much every single uh, company backed out to the point where they were like, we have to cancel Evo now mm-hmm. because they don't want to because they've completely just like fired joey queller like well he's just so that's not true they put him on administrative leave while they have a third party investigate this which is okay. why a lot of people like james chen and sejam were like nah dog like yeah. i will fucking not be a part of this as long as he is a part of this and ah oh, fuck and th- so i think it's one of the cannon brothers is took his spot as the president or whatever um and yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, what the fuck? How does how does stuff like this happen? Yeah. And so like there was a lot of other stuff that I, I didn't even write on here just because like it's wild. Like Mike Z, the main producer of Skullgirls, like turns out he is like preying on all these like younger girls and being a super creep and like is wicked racist at the office and like all this other shit and so like now that Skullgirls is gaining all this popularity even after they put Sonic Fox in it and stuff like now that game is screwed because my man is going out there being a fucking idiot like he was banned from CEO for a bunch of reasons and like they're trying to ban him from Skullgirls events and it's like oh, how do we still support Skullgirls without supporting him and it's like you don't he made it <laughs> like yeah. at that point you cancel the game I guess like I've I've no idea that shit's crazy and then like all the stuff that's happening in the Smash community like I don't, I don't know if you remember uh, if that was last year when the Captain Zack and Ally thing came out that they were fixing matches while also being in a sexual relationship while one Captain Zack was like a hilariously underage minor. Uh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and so like they both got banned for max match fixing, but then Ally had to quit Smash because he was having sex with a minor in what must have been one of the most unhealthy things in the world. And so it came out that Nairo was also having sex with this kid. And he tried to lie about it, even though everyone proved that he uh, is a fucking idiot. And this kid was 15 and Nairo was 20 when they were having sex. And it's like, dude, what? Like, come on, man. And so that, that blew up and now Nairo is he was dropped by his sponsors. He deleted all of his social media accounts and he like sent messages to all the other prominent smash players that he had been friends with saying like, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. Like, see you later. Basically it's just like, man, what? And like, there was some other smash commentator, this girl, uh, sin pie who was like having sex with a 14 year old. It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Okay. What? Yeah, I I did not hear about this Captain Zack and Ally thing. That was from a long time ago, and like, yeah, the, then it comes back with Nairo, and like, what the fuck? And all these people are like, basically, like, hey, man, is everybody in the Smash community having sex with children or what? Yeah, because like Ally's twenty eight years old, and Captain Jack seventeen, and I'm just kind of trying to put myself in that situation, like. I don't want to be around 17 year olds. Would do you like, no, this is basically us having sex with 17 year olds. And that's just, yeah, like, I'm good dog. I, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I don't, as I said, I don't even want to like talk to them. So like, that's just, yeah, I did not. Hmm. Yeah, it's why, and there were like a hundred other Smash things. And when you have, I saw like a lot of Smash stuff. When you have Leffen on stream being like, hey man, we got to change something, you know, shit's (laughs) fucked up. All right. Like, I, (laughs) yeah, Leffen is more like a heel in like the traditional sense and not like, oh my God. And then what was it last week? Filipino champ made all those insanely racist tweets and had, he's gone now. Like, come on. What? What are oh, we really? what are we doing here? Like what the fuck are we is it imploding? Like what what? Oh. 
Yeah, he like made some like really bad. He made a series of really bad tweets and then people were like, this is offensive. And he like doubled down on it. Oh, watermelon. Oh, okay. fuck. Yeah, dude. There Water were... watermelon lives matter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So. Uh-huh. There were there were like two other ones that were just as bad or worse. And so, yeah, like that's done. And yeah, it just all of these things are happening in the fighting game community recently and like spectacular blow up fashion. And then, and then, you know what? 2020 is a terrible year. All right. Like all of this stuff, I, I agree. It's good. It's being brought to light. And, uh, like these people should be held accountable for their actions. Cause of course they should, but then you right. get shit. Like, did you see that wreckful committed suicide? I see. I don't know who that is. I saw like a, twitch streamer yeah something. he is like super big in the in the speedrun community was okay. and he... i saw something about his brother also has committed committed suicide oh really i but yeah. he, he has been having a really rough time and like this dude is bipolar and oh man he he tweeted out a marriage proposal to this girl who wasn't around at the time and so he waited a long time and thought that it meant that she was saying no before she could even talk to him. And like, man, he tweeted it out. Mental health is so important. People I like, ah, it just, it's crazy. And like, it's the saddest thing in the world. And like every day, some buck wild ass shit happens. And like, it's at a certain point, it's got to get better. Cause what the actual fuck knuckle do yesterday got into a borderline fatal car crash and is in critical condition. Oh, that's like awful. What is 2020 man? Oh my God. You know, <laughs> this is not video game related, but did you see an did you see in Alabama uh, they're having uh, coronavirus parties, and whoever gets coronavirus first win like wins a prize. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, their so prize is going to be death. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what like college students are doing down in uh, Alabama. So that's fun. Yeah, it's all fun. Twenty twenty rules. That's... Love this year. Can't wait for more. Um. It. Slightly happier news, I guess. <laughs> um, Andy McNamara is leaving Game Informer. This he, is ha- uh, this is happy, but this is also really sad. It's just crazy. I mean, he, I put he was there twenty nine years, almost I mean, like, our I'm, entire lives, <laughs> like I, literally. I, yeah, it's insane. Like I, the, no one. I mean, like I don't even think there's another outlet that's been. Out, been like out for 29 years no that has continued to exist i do not think so because like GameSpot was like mid 90s yeah it was like 96 i think so i mean soon it will be but i mean he was like the editor-in-chief for probably the last like 24 25 years i mean it's just crazy but did you see he's not the only one leaving yeah there were other people so i have a feeling that that might be a uh a sinking ship there uh, yeah, I don't really know. But yeah, like Matt Cotto, who who had been there over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he was part of like, uh, he did a lot of their sports stuff. And then their video, their like head video guy left after working there only three years. But he's, he's kind of going off and doing his own thing, his YouTube, and then also working with Ben Hansen. Mm-hmm. So like I, yeah, now Game Informer has to fill three spots if they can and even fill them. <laughs> I they said they're gonna have new hires. Oh, okay. Uh but yeah, now uh, and Andrew Reiner is now the new editor in chief. Which congrats to him. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just he was like he sounded really sad on the podcast but he said like he's known he's been working with Andy since he was 17 years old yeah it it's it, it's, it's it's just one of those things where it's like like what it what is what is game informer without Andy McNamara like what is I, it uh, i have yeah i have no idea it's it's just one of those crazy things where like this guy knows everything there is to know like you mm-hmm. you think about people who like you think have been in the industry for a long time and no one's been around as long as andy mcnamara 
or if they no. have, they have like left the game industry or left games journalism to pursue some type of different role, like outside of Jeff Gersman, who I, would be the closest other person, I think, and technically well, Patrick Klepek. I you're forgetting Andrew Reiner. Oh, well, that's that too, right? I mean, Reiner's been around forever. I mean, Reiner, yeah. I mean, he he's been around since like the Super Nintendo, but. So like yeah, I mean like you're talking like McNamara, Reiner, and Gersman are pretty yeah, much like, it from the nineties. Yeah, like three people, man, and that's I don't know. That it's so weird, and like I I know that the landscape is changing mm-hmm. rapidly, and it's everything is moving towards more personality based stuff. But like Game Informer made that transition. Like they they have their yeah. website, they have their video series and their podcasts. Like they have all that stuff. It's just I yeah I, I don't know man. Maybe it's because it's also a print magazine. But Andy's not even going to be in video games anymore. He's leaving to pursue a different thing. No, he is. He's in video games. Oh, yeah, I thought he tweeted specifically that he was not. No, he is working in video games. Just a new opportunity uh. in, in L.A. So that's also interesting as well. So. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious if uh, he's going to be going more the developer side or if he's going to be going into like consulting or because I mean, like he's he's got 30 years of experience doing this. So like, he, as you said, like very few people know more about games than him at, in the industry today. So it's yeah. just it's crazy that he's leaving. And um, I did read the article uh, that he wrote up saying he was leaving and it does seem like a big reason was those uh layoffs last year i mean like that was the point where he was like all right i gotta i gotta find something new to do because yeah. i get it i mean because like at any point you can just be f- f- let go and you have no and you don't really get any say or anything so like i understand like go for some more stability uh, yeah i that 2020 that's my entire life dude i know it's like it's... <laughs> my entire life this man did mm-hmm. the same thing and like that's that is a feat because you know, most people don't get to do that but it just i i don't know dude that, that's fucking absolutely wild mm-hmm. which he also hasn't been doing a lot of reviews yeah. the last few years like the last I he just did the last of us. And before that, his last review was like 2015. Mm-hmm. The one that boggles my mind is Andrew Reiner, who does like a review like once or twice a month. I, I don't know how he's been reviewing games for like 25 years because <laughs> like people burn out after like five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It, Cause like, I know uh, Greg Miller of, you know, former IGN, he moved into the video cause he was like, I just couldn't do reviews anymore. I burnt out. Well, yeah, but also at IGN, he was writing way more reviews than uh, they were reviewing everything. Yes. So. Uh, but I'm just saying like, you just like, it's just crazy that like, I don't know how 25 years he's still doing reviews it, mm-hmm. to me. I assume he's not going to be doing many reviews anymore cause he's going to have, much bigger responsibilities. Uh, step step one is uh, finding, I would assume, at least three new people to hire. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I hope Game Informer stays around. I think there there is a novelty to every month getting a magazine in the mail. That <laughs> um, it's just like a, it's from like a different era. It's just weird to get that every month. Yeah, it's very strange. And it's not like it's that much. It's like $20 a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for the news, unless you have something else. No, I don't have any other crushingly depressing news at the moment. <laughs> I had Crucible unreleased. That's amazing. It's hilarious. That, that's the best news I've received in a long time. That's top-notch shit. Uh, but I guess it's time to move into the games, yeah. which you've played a little bit more of Last of Us. Do you have any new opinions? No, or... I do not. I feel the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I finished the Last of Us last weekend, mm-hmm. so I didn't, and I didn't really want to dive into anything too deep. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of played the first Castlevania, okay, and and Celeste. Mm-hmm. So. 
Uh, which one would you like to hear about first? I guess the original Castlevania. That shit can't be. I don't know, man. That's old. <laughs> it, oh, it, I'm gonna say something. Yeah, uh, I I don't think NES games are good. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely depends on the NES game, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I I don't even think like the original Super Mario. Is oh, like I that. love the original Super Mario Bros. Still, so. I I mean, like, I don't know. There's just... They figured it out in the Super Nintendo era. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the NES is just, like, a lot of learning how to make games and make, like, 2D platformers where they really kind of perfected it in the Super Nintendo era. But, yeah, I... I've just been, as I've been saying, I just kind of go on to the stores and just kind of view the sales. And they had, like, that Castlevania pack. Mm Mm-hmm on sale for five dollars so i was like you know what it would be interesting to go back and just like see what like old school castlevania is like uh the good news is they have you can create save states oh yeah yeah so i was able to save scum my way through the first game like nobody's business I mean, yeah, the original Castlevania is very difficult. So, oh, it was brutal. It's very, very hard. (laughs) Um, oh boy, I, I was creating like save states constantly in the final boss, Mm -hmm. and like I got to a point where like if I got hit, I lost, so I had to just keep loading back. I got that last hit in, and then it does the old school Japanese thing of then the boss like gets it's entire health back and then Mm -hmm. like changes transformation Mm -hmm. so then oh my god i would have to like get a hit save it uh, spend five minutes eventually get another hit it took me a long time (laughs) it was a bitch to get i bet it was but i did it i have that trophy saying i beat castlevania (laughs) well that's fun yeah um jesus and then the other game I've been playing is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't I I went into this expecting something a little different. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it like it dealt with like heavier themes with like mental health and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why, but in my mind I always assumed it was a very linear platform former. I mean And it's not that. I mean I guess not. I mean you're on each screen. No, but then, like, like I always just kind of assumed it's kind of like going from eight, point A to point B from screen to screen, uh, w- where it is very much just kind of like, I mean, you're, it's kind, it's kind of like a Castlevania or something like that, where it's just more open and you have to just kind of do a lot of exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I wasn't expecting that, and I was just kind of hoping for something a little simpler gameplay wise. But mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it so far. I just finished. Um. Oh God. Oh, the the wind one. Oh yeah, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, they get diff- it gets very difficult. Um, so I, like that's where some of the stuff like I don't know it kind of goes against its own themes with how difficult it gets a lot. Uh, well, I I don't know because like the whole theme is to kind of like I assume like overcoming. It is, but then like at a certain point. I don't know. Like it has all those accessibility options and things in it. So you can yes, yes. change it to be whatever, but like the, the regular, the regular stuff I get, but then it's like the B sides where it's like, Oh, my oh. God, I would like to just die now. Um, yeah. I, I, when I've gotten where I've just gotten so where it's gotten so hard, I've uh, kind of changed it so I can have two air dashes just mm. to kind of, make it a little bit easier on some parts because my god does it get brutal at some times mm-hmm. i mean like i think there's seven chapters and i finished the fifth one and i probably have over 400 deaths yeah and i i remember when you played it you said you had like 700 deaths by the end of the game yeah and i had also done a couple of the b-sides and stuff so mm-hmm. i don't think i'm gonna touch that stuff because i'm i'm enjoying the gameplay enough but i'm not like loving it loving it it's, yeah yeah it's fine. I uh, it's um Do you remember any of the like particularly particular levels or anything? Uh I mean I remember them in my head. I don't remember which ones yeah. I had like trouble with or anything. Okay, yeah, I'm just I will say like um 
thematically, I did enjoy the hotel. The hotel was very cool, yeah. I mean, just kind of like you just kind of, in theory, you're just kind of helping out that hotel owner who is clearly in denial of how <laughs> bad things are. Yep. <laughs> and he's a he's a literal ghost. So that yes, yep, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, he was not in good shape. In yeah, and then there's a lot of good stuff uh, near the end as well with like, I mean, I get just with Madeline dealing with herself and yes, like her her dark side. Yeah, which yeah. I'm and by by dark side, I don't mean like Star Wars dark. Side yeah, I should literally just her, but purple mm-hmm. and evil. <laughs> yes, it's her like the side that comes out when like you're going through some tough times mm-hmm. that, you know, you take it out, take, you know, you, when you take things out on the wrong people, like that's your dark side yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, so that's, uh, but yeah, uh, those are the two games I've been playing. Yeah. Um, are we on pace to have, Oh, this, sh- yeah, I don't think this can't, this has to be the shortest podcast ever, unless I pull a real banger from frosty. <sighs> All right, Frosty, don't disappoint us. <laughs> uh, let's go. Move it here. I don't know what to, I don't know. When should I stop? <laughs> this is great podcasting, by this the way. This is great podcasting. All right. <laughs> I've picked one that I could talk about for a long time, I guess. Oh, perfect. It is uh, Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, uh, Zelda conversation <laughs> is always uh, you know, reason for lengthy conversation. It could be. So Majora's Mask is really divisive now that I think about it. I Yes. So this is the first game that I remember outside of Donkey Kong Country 64 that needed the expansion pack on the N64, which was like an extra RAM cart. Uh, I don't really, you know, I, I guess, uh, never mind. I actually read an article, and by article, I mean a Wikipedia page about why Majora's Mask needed it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was because it had more textures than Ocarina of Time did. So, like, to have better and more textures that needed the RAM pack. Uh, so that's interesting. You know, I, I don't know if this story is true, but what I heard for the Donkey Kong Country is they found that the game just would crash and they didn't know why. <laughs> and then they added this expansion pack and all of a sudden it like fixed the problem. Hmm. So that's why like the expansion pack became a thing in the first place was because of like Donkey Kong Country 64, they couldn't figure out like some bug and apparently the expansion pack just kind of like fixed the problem. Yeah, so like it's it's literally just adding more RAM. It, it's some right. it's some small amount more RAM, but like I man, Donkey Kong Country sixty four sucks. Like you go back and look at it, and it just even though it has more power behind it, it is just... it possible that Giant Bomb, you know, brought that game out and made it look worse than no. I I actually no, I, 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 yeah. I watched a streamer play it recently, mm. um, and she was playing the Wii U version, and it still was like holy sweet god. Uh, just yeah. because like the, the con- there are too many things going on, too many collectibles. The controls are abysmal. It still is like the foggiest N sixty four game I can possibly <laughs> think of because there's just so much to the game. Like it's huge, which is probably yes. why if that thing you said is true they just need right. more ram to render more at a time or something but it's just like there's no good signposting it's, it's just awful whereas majora's mask actually looks better and runs better than ocarina of time because it like it has less fog it just has better looking textures and stuff and so the the original concept of majora's mask was that it was going to be on the n64 dd the disk drive uh, which did not come out in the U.S. It came out in Japan, but it was supposed to be like an expansion for Ocarina of Time, but it ended up being reworked into its own full thing. And it was mm-hmm. one of those things where like the director was basically told like, yeah, I don't know. It's an expansion. Just do like a bunch of weird shit. And boy, that really happened. Um, yeah, because like you're constantly like switching the masks. Mm hmm. And um, now, did you ever play the 3DS version? I did not play the 3DS version. 
okay. I bet that it's a lot better. I that's what I was gonna say. I think like I, I think I remember hearing about how like the 3ds version like fixes a lot of the problems of like going in the menu, like constantly going mm. into the menus and changing the masks and everything. Yeah. So the uh, I, I would believe that because the 3ds version of Ocarina of Time works that same way. Like instead of having right. to fucking switch to the iron boots all the time or like switch specific things. I, I mean the same way that Link's Awakening fixed the issues that yeah. had with the menu. Yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, the so there are the core concept, which I think is what turns a lot of people off from Majora's Mask, is that it is it runs on a timer, and so like the, I I can't even remember how many days three or five. Uh, uh, I think it's three. I thought it was three. Uh, Seventy two in game hours. Yeah, three days. Dawn of the final day. That's <laughs> that's uh, what I thought. I'll never forget. Uh, and, and and so like. I know that's like why our friend Nukio doesn't like it is because he hates things where they're on a time limit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where as a kid, I thought it was fascinating, especially in the beginning, because you are trying to figure out like, what am I doing? Like, how can I complete this weird series of fetch quests? Like I got to be here at this exact time because like this town is running on this strange clockwork simulation of like, these people will be here at this time, or you can only like talk to this person at this time and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool, but I can understand why that would turn a lot of people off. Um, and then there were like things later on, you get to kind of mitigate that, like songs of t- that deal with time and stuff that you can play on the ocarina. So it's not as like obnoxious and it's not like when you're in a dungeon, you don't have to start all the way over. I mean, like puzzles that you had stay right completed and things like that. Um, and it's just like, th- that's one of the things that I think is good about Majora's Mask is it's just like, it's weird in a way that a lot of Zelda games aren't like, it's creepy in ways that a lot of Zelda games aren't like the, the happy mask salesman is a fucking creepy dude. And like skull kid is creepy as fuck. So I still, the, the intro cinematic is wild where like link meets skull kid in the forest. And he's like playing his fucking creepy ocarina and he, the way his head turns and he's floating and shit. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. And like most other Zelda games are just like, Oh, it's happy fun time. <laughs> I remember Ocarina of Time being like when you get into the field and then it's like at night. Yeah, I, that I remember like hearing about how like that freaked a lot of people. I guess out and like yeah, well. the pose attack you and then like mm-hmm. I, I guess Ganon could be scary when he's it's raining and you meet him for the first time or whatever. Right, but this game was like weird and creepy. Like, oh, definitely, uh, yeah. Nasty. Yeah. and you're like fucking wearing a mask all the time and it just mm-hmm. and it's just okay it's horrifying man like you get certain masks are just like whatever you just put it on and it's like it's a mask and it allow you to do something but then there are the three main ones like the deku scrub the zora mask and the goron mask you literally turn into these races and like the animation for when link puts on the fucking deku scrub thing and it just looks like a it's a horror film it occurs right before your eyes man it looks like link is like screaming and it uh, just is it's (laughs) so weird and then you put it on and you're this weird creepy little deku scrub with red eyes (laughs) that's like what the fuck yes (laughs) and so i i also i do really like those masks because i i think it's interesting to be able to be those other races like being a goron is fun you're just like a huge hulking idiot and you can roll into a ball and smash shit really easily the zoras glide through the water in this like really cool way so swimming is actually fun uh and the deku scrub is like he can shoot the dumb deku nuts out of his mouth and stuff and they each when you use the ocarina they each have their own thing like the deku scrub is these weird little bagpipes uh the goron uses bongos and the the zora uses like an electric guitar which is fun to just like smash buttons on and see what happens and it just yeah i i don't know like it, it had a lot of really cool locations and the way you solve puzzles because you have to switch between the different races or use different masks and things like that is it, it just creates a bunch of interesting unique puzzle solving opportunities yeah it's it's definitely i think it's one of the most interesting zelda games uh, for a multitude of reasons like mm-hmm. but like i think one of the biggest is like I think it's the only Zelda game that has a, is like a direct sequel. Yeah, I think that might be true. 
Oh, well, not anymore, because they did make that um, A Link to the Past. Oh, they did, yeah. Uh, fuck. A Link Between uh, Worlds. There a Link go. Between Worlds. Yeah. But, um, I had to find this tweet. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a tweet from a Mr. Jeff Gersman. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, he tweeted this out November 5th, 2014. Okay. Majora's mask? Question mark. More like poo noises, sleep noises, <laughs> crying noises. <laughs> yeah, people hate Majora's mask. I don't know. Well, the weird thing is, like, I'm looking at his review, and he gave it an 83. Yeah, I mean, he probably is fine with it. But isn't this the game that he's talked about? How like he was yelling so loudly that he had to like close the office door. Because he was getting so mad at the game. I, I don't remember that. I'm trying to remember. Because like, I remember him telling stories of like back in his GameSpot days. And I think this might be the game. But like, it's either that or it's um, Mario. Um, oh, God. Uh, Sunshine? Sun, Mario Sunshine, yes. I could see it being Sunshine. <laughs> but he clearly is not a fan of Majora's Mask either. No, and I... I do honestly think that a lot of people aren't like, I think it's one of those things where like you either really like it or you really don't. I don't know that there's like it. I don't, I don't know that there's an in between for it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not exactly like a traditional Zelda game. Like it has a lot of very strange different elements. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's so interesting and cool. It's because it still stands on its own. It has all this super weird shit that just like is fun to fuck around with. And Mm -hmm. it, it works in a way that, I wouldn't have expected it to, right? And it was like, it was originally supposed to be an expansion and then they had to pivot off that and make this whole unique thing. And they they did that. And it, it's, it's so weird. I, it's the game where Tingle was first introduced <laughs> and now Tingle's a hot staple. And like, even now, I thought Tingle was creepy back then. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I thought you said you thought Tingle was hot. Back no, then. no. <laughs> I was just like, wait. <laughs> and then I, it, I realized what you said. And I was like, okay, that's a lot. Better. Yeah, no, I never, <laughs> never, never thought Tingle was hot ever. Okay, um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, Tingle's a fucking creepy guy. I, I remember him when we were playing uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker, and it's like Tingle, you're making me uncomfortable. I know, like, and he did back you... then too. Yes, it's like asking you for whatever the fuck he needed from you, and you're like, I don't like you, man. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on here, but you're <laughs> you're not a fairy like you say you are. I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah, and it just I, I don't know, man. Majora's Mask is a wild experience. I bet the 3ds version is awesome because uh, boy i was never able to get the final mask the fierce deities mask which you get Mm -hmm. by getting every mask uh and then link turns into this super tall badass version of himself with a long uh silver hair god it's so cool um because i could never there was one mask i could never get and it was the one you get from lon lon ranch because at night Malin will say to you, like, I've been seeing these things like take the cows away and her dad thinks it's not true. And so then you like say, oh, I'll check it out. And it is aliens are like abducting the cows at night and you mm-hmm. have to like ride the horse and shoot them. And I was never good enough at aiming with the fucking C buttons on an N64 controller. So like I would always fuck up just enough to not be able to get the stupid mask. Uh, whereas on the 3ds you would just be able to aim directly with the stylus right so that would probably be a lot easier i bet if i tried it now as an adult i could do it but i don't know that i want to play majora's mask on the n64 as an adult yeah and i have this feeling because like this year it's the year of the mario Mm -hmm. zelda's 25th anniversary is going to be next year yeah or 35, no, yeah, 35 yeah. year anniversary. So I'm kind of one, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they did, like, a, like, maybe, like, a pack of, like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the Switch mm-hmm. next year. That would sell, like, that, I mean, <laughs> that would sell millions of copies. Oh, yeah, that would be ridiculous. 
And I mean, there are other ways other than the N64 and the 3DS to play Majora's Mask. Like I could fucking play on an N64 emulator or I could play the GameCube version because I know people who have that version. Like there there oh. are there are all kinds of ways to play it. It's just right. do I want to play Majora's Mask right now? Probably not, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, I mean, it's a weird thing. I <clears throat> I I I I hate to pivot, mm-hmm. but I, I just have to bring this up. Okay. So, like, when I was looking up the Jeff Gersman tweet, I noticed that the voice actress Laura Bailey is trending. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why is she trending? Oh, you know why she's trending. Apparently, people are sending her death threats. Uh-huh. Because she plays a character, Abby, in The Last of Us Part Two. Uh-huh. And... People are sending her very, very mean death threats. Uh, one person said, I hope your parents die by a hard cancer. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. And um, I don't want to spoil what happens in The Last of Us, but like, she's just a voice actress, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't write it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm keenly aware. People are fucking <laughs> just the shittiest ever. Oh boy. And so that's fun. Yes. Uh but I guess to get back to Majora's mask. I I remember hearing this one story about uh somebody who works at Game Informer, uh Brian Shea, mm. and how Ocarina of Time is his favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And then when asked if he had played Majora's Mask, he said, no, I don't have any interest. <laughs> and I just remember everyone just being like, that is so bizarre that you do not want to play the sequel to your favorite game of all time. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I feel like that's probably like kind of common. I, I, I don't hear a lot of people. You don't really hear people talk about Majora's Mask that much. I don't know that that's true. I, I, I you, you do? Yeah. I mean the the fucking the the moon is a is a meme that is very prevalent because the moon is what's going to crash into the earth. Uh the dawn of the final day, 24 hours remain also is like a huge meme. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Majora's Mask is like, I I think, pretty prevalent in a lot of ways, especially in like... I'm talking about in like Zelda, though. Yeah, I mean, people talk about... I I don't know what you mean. Like, no other Zelda game is referred to in other Zelda games. I don't know. Like, I do not think it's held to like... When people are talking about Zelda, I, I almost always hear about A Link to the Past, Ocarina Time, Wind Waker, and then Breath of the Wild at this point. I guess that's probably true. I don't know. I mean, it depends what kind of lists you're looking at, because like I would if it was my list, it would be Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Link's Awakening and Breath of the Wild. You know what I mean? Like Wait, I, a Link to the Past wouldn't even be in your top four. I don't think so. for me. I mean, really? I, I like a Link to the Past, but not as much as most people do. Okay, well, okay, I, that that surprised me. But like, I, I feel like that's not as surprising for people our age. I guess that's probably true. It seems like people who are in their like mid to late thirties, it's usually a link to the past is, you know, their favorite one hmm. where people our age, it is, like Ocarina time just came out at like when we were like seven, eight years old. Yeah. Uh, but like, what is your experience with uh, Majora's mask? Cause like, I remember you, like you telling me like at one point that like you got an N64 very late and I don't think mm-hmm. you got a lot of games for it. So, no, like, I got curious. Majora's mask. I, whatever Christmas it ended up coming out that year, which was 2000. Okay. So yeah, I got it that Christmas of 2000. Okay. So this, which it came out October 26th of 2000. Yeah. So you didn't, I mean, it was all, that was basically a new release for you. Then. Yeah, it was then. That was uh, had you had played Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got Ocarina of Time when I got my N sixty four, which was probably the year after that. I don't remember. 
Ocarina Time was 98. Yeah, so, so I think I ended up getting my N64 the Christmas of 99. Okay. And then was Majora's Mask kind of like your big uh, gaming present? Yeah, because it also had to come... With, well, it just it came bundled with the expansion pack, as far as I right. remember. Um, yeah, was he, maybe it was... Well, I guess that would have been December would have been way, way after uh, Majora's Mask actually came out because it came out in like April, I think. No, it, it North America, it was October 26, 2000. OK, Japan, so, yeah, then it would have, I guess, not that far after. Hmm. As I said, like it, it was like two months, October 26 to December yeah. 25th. I and... remember playing it before that at a friend's house. We rented mm. it and could not figure anything out. Oh, yeah. Just like I'm... smashing our heads against it. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. we're supposed to be doing. I don't even know that we like even went to the first dungeon. So huh. that, that was interesting. Damn. Yes. Five stars. Best game ever. I don't care what anyone else's terrible opinions are about this game. This game <laughs> is a true masterpiece. Jeez. You know what? I appreciate people saying stuff like that. You know? <laughs> you know, defend it and tell tell everyone they're wrong. You know, like tell really defend I love that, this fantasy and horror as well as adventure that kicks in. Yeah. Wow. This is really poorly written. Uh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I don't have that many N64 games now that I think about it. Like I don't yes. even, I don't even own super smash brothers or the original Pokemon stadium. Cause I came in kind of late. So I have like trying to think Ocarina of time, Mario Kart, Pokemon stadium two. Majority and I have mask. that right now. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I should give that back to you at some point. Yeah. Uh, Kirby 64. Mm-hmm. Kirby. I don't know that I have anything else or more than that. Never had a lot. I would rent a lot of stuff for sure. And I've beaten Star Fox 64 more times than I can fucking count. So, well, that's a pretty short game. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. But I played it like a hundred times and like Mario 64 too. I've beaten numerous times. And, is that something you just rented a ton? Uh, I would also borrow it. Most people had Mario 64 so I could borrow it a lot. Oh no, I meant uh star Fox. Oh, star so. Fox. Yeah. I rented it quite a bit. Is that something like, did your like parents recognize that you kept renting the same game no. or did they like not like all the games just sounded the same to yeah, them. Yeah, all the games blend together. Just, okay, it's, it's like wow, whatever. Look at this; he's having a good time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering if it's one of those cases where she, where your mom's just like again. Yeah. No, they didn't have any idea what the fuck was going on. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even own Paper Mario. I beat that though. You played that as a kid. Yeah. Okay. The Ridge. And like, yeah, I'd, I would borrow Banjo-Kazooie and stuff. Like, I I think mm-hmm. I played every prominent N64 game, but I didn't own most of them, which is a weird right. way to be because you can't really do that anymore. Well, well I, I guess mean, you like, kind of can. You can absolutely do that now. It's just like, um, we were also like 10 years old. Uh-huh. So like, <laughs> we did not have a disposable income. Nope, definitely not. And I, I, I think me, similar to you, like if i I was lucky if i got like a couple games yeah. a year as a child so like you know like I'll, you just kind of played the same games over and over again and you know or you borrowed from friends or occasionally i get the rent games and stuff and mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> i just really love the fact that you're just like i'm gonna keep running star fox because Man. i at least know this is consistently good i fucking love star fox well then then there was a, you know there were multiple paths people tell you weird rumors and you're like oh mm-hmm. can i finish this level an alternate way or if i blow up all these asteroids does something happen i don't know <laughs> and they were never able to fucking capture that same magic in any star fox game past star fox 64 i mean like what made that game novel is definitely like I mean, in 2020, I just don't see how that's possible. No, I you could make a good Star Fox game, though. They're just... I, I don't know. You man. could make a... I think you could make, like, yeah, a good one. I don't think you could make, like, an amazing great one. I li- Okay, uh, I liked the GameCube one. Uh, but even fuck. then, that would be 15, 20 years ago. Star Fox Assault. That's what it was. 
Oh, I, I didn't know if you were talking about the 3D Adventure one. <laughs> no, I mean, that game's fine on its own, but no, Star Fox Assault had, like, mm. ship combat and also on-foot combat, so you could do, okay. like, weird deathmatch shit. Oh. <laughs> so I would I used to play that a lot. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and yeah, then you could like, depending on how many matches you would play, you would unlock like other characters like Wolf, and he was like stupidly broken because he was so much faster than everyone else. This is really weird. Anyways, that has nothing to do with Majora's Mask, but that's, no, that's where I, I don't know. That stuff all runs together in my mind because the time I was playing Majora's Mask was definitely that same time of like the heyday of like, oh, let's just go down to Video King and see what the fuck is going on. to get off track a little bit do you ever miss that oh definitely because it's it's also one of those things where like now especially i mean like when i was growing up and in high school and stuff like i was the way i am now where it was like i would consume fucking any news about video games that i could like at that point i was watching e3 and stuff and so back then in like 2000 it's one of those things where i didn't have that knowledge I didn't really have right. a good way to get that knowledge. So it's like, you see a game and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but the cover sure looks baller. So like, we got to <laughs> right. We got to try this out. No, it sucks. I'll remember that for next time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I mean, even for movies and stuff, like there was something fun about like committing to like a movie and being like, I'm going to watch this mm-hmm. regardless. Where like now you like start watching a Netflix movie 20 minutes in. You're like, meh, I I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like there's, there's just something. I, there was something novel about like going to a blockbuster or a video King or whatever. And like renting games and movies that, and i like, don't know like you just don't get that same feeling no and like i i think some of my most fond gaming memories are playing games that i had rented like mm-hmm. i mean even even majora's mask like when i rented that with right. a friend like it was just one of those things where i was like wow this is so weird and cool and like i can't figure anything out but i'm having a good time because i you know you just you're, you're trying to do anything yeah, and there was like always this like weird time crunch mm-hmm. with running running a game, which I mean like kind of sucks now thinking back. But like then it was just kind of fun to be like, oh yeah, I got to get through this in like three days or whatever the the time frame was. Mm-hmm. And then on Super Nintendo and N sixty four games was one of those things where it's like, oh, I could rent it again, but did someone like delete my save, or is it still going to oh, yeah, be there? Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, sometimes you would be able to boot it up and there would be someone else's save on there. And, mm-hmm. like, that that was also cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. That That's all I got about Majora's Mask. I don't have any, like, fun, cool anecdotes or anything. It was just, it was a strange Zelda game that had a lot going on for it. And it introduced a lot of stuff that did get pulled into later games, like Tingle and stuff. And in that way, it's kind of like... Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, where, like, that technically wasn't a Mario game, but it brought in, like, all kinds of weird shit into the future of games, like Mario games, like Shy Guys and stuff. So, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, not to say that Majora's Mask is anything not like a Zelda game, but it just, it, it's different for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what would be, like, the mario 2 of zelda and would it be zelda 2 <laughs> probably which by which by the way playing castlevania i was getting zelda 2 vibes oh nice nice, nice. but i mean it's hard not to when you're playing like a 2d platformer that like you're like this just does this it's just so slow and like this doesn't feel good. No. At least like the whip has like a better length than that like limp dick. Oh my that god, that get. fucking limp dick sword. <laughs> I hate that sword so much. Worst sword in video games. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh man. That is hands down the worst game I've ever beaten. Yeah, that might be true for me as well. <laughs> fucking, I hated that game so much. 
it was just like it was funny how bad it was. Remember that final like the dungeon, that final dungeon, and <laughs> how convoluted it was. <laughs> and, oh my god! And we got all the way to the end, and then we had to like double back. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what an incredibly just frustrating game. <laughs> and if you didn't have a specific spell, you couldn't hurt that boss before the final oh, boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Terrible, terrible shit. Well, I think that is I think that is it. I think this is our shortest podcast ever. Yeah, it 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 doesn't help that I mean there was some news, but not like a lot of like deep news to talk about and like you haven't played anything the last like month. No, in like two weeks, Deadly Premonition two mm-hmm. and Ghost in skateboarding. Shimura. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'll talk all about it when the game okay. comes out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that game. It looks so stupid and bad. And then uh, like me finishing The Last of Us and just that being like such an experience, I was just like. I'm going to just like take it easy this week. So yeah, like it does not surprise me like dead of the summer short podcasts. So yeah. All right. But yeah, um, that'll do it for us here. Shortest episode ever. Uh, theme song sting operation by the band on Check them out and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.